Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It is time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. All right, we're going to talk about something we actually haven't updated the public on for quite a while, Site C. Site C. So the giant dam that we're all paying for on the Peace River under construction since 2015. And back when it was started, the critics said, well, we didn't really need the electricity. Well, it turns out we do. So that part of it's good news. But BC Hydro has been saying for much of the year, Simi, that well, you know, it was going so well up there. They'd finished building the dam already, and they were probably going to begin filling the reservoir this fall, so this giant reservoir behind the dam. Um, there have been rumors that that wasn't going to happen. Uh, they came up in the legislature last week. <clears throat> Green MLA Adam Olson asked the question. I sent a note to Hydro asking them, Hydro started to kind of hedge on whether or not it was going to happen. And Simi, yesterday they announced it's not on. There are still some problems getting the dam ready for them to begin filling the reservoir behind it. And this is going to sound like Game of Thrones, but winter is coming. <laughs> okay, so what is the problem? That that it? Winter well, is coming? It's Okay, so they finished the earth-filled dam, but there's a lot of other stuff that has to happen around it. And now they're saying, well, there's still work to be done on the spillways, uh, the intake gates, um, and other parts of the dam. And that part of the world, it gets cold and snow early. Uh, the optimum time for filling the reservoir, Simi, is... September, October, we've been told this for years, a spring runoff is a little not great time to be filling a dam in that part of the world, and winter isn't either. So they've pretty much missed the window, and it's not going to happen. But, Simi, this is BC Hydro, right? So we have a term called hydro speak, which is what hydro tells you, and then you need to translate it. So hydro is saying that this just means they're sticking to the original schedule for filling the reservoir. It's not like they're a year behind schedule. They're going to do it in the fall of 2024. No, no, no. Uh, they talked about maybe doing it this fall, but that would be early. And so they're back on schedule. And of course, uh, I always love this part of the BC Hydro press release. Simi, um, the project is on time and on schedule and on budget. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hydro speak, as I said. So here's the deal. Uh, the project is going to cost $16 billion, not $8 billion. So in the real world, we call that a 100% budget overrun. And the project was supposed to start producing electricity in 2024. That isn't happening until 2025. So in the real world, we think of that as a year behind schedule, but down at BC Hydro headquarters, they have their own vocabulary and their own language, on time, on budget, and hey, we always meant to put off filling the reservoir till the fall of 2024, so no change there either. 
Really? No change at all? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And you know, one of the things, uh, Keith Potter and I were talking about this yesterday, because you sort of collect these press releases, right? The government, the electricity will be available in the fall of 2025. And it will be clean because um, hydroelectric dams don't produce a lot of emissions, especially when they've cleaned out the reservoir ahead of time, as they did here. Uh, but we were talking about how many times has the government committed the electricity from Site C? So they committed it to a hydrogen plant in the Northeast a while ago. They've committed it to electric vehicles. They've committed it to the second phase of the LNG terminal uh, that's coming online in Kitimat. And I see yesterday in this big announcement of the lithium battery factory in Maple Ridge that um, that plant will be switching from natural gas to electricity, courtesy of the miracle of Site C. So you're going to need an auditor to go over all this and figure out how much how many times they've already used that electricity, but here's another example. Okay, so uh, is this something <laughs> that they'll be talking more about? Like, obviously, this is raising more questions at this point, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, there's, you know, we're in pre-election mode, so pretty much everything they say is, you know, don't hold us to these numbers. <laughs> don't, hold <laughs> us. don't hold us to this schedule and wait for the real stuff after the election, which they plan to win, of course. But, um, but that's a year away. Uh, what do you mean? Like yeah. that, they can't. That, so they're telling. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ron's like, tell, I know. Tell them I that, know. City. I get it. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm preaching to the choir on this one. Yeah. Is that what the next year is going to be like then, Vaughn? Yeah. Is a lot of it, oh, wait until we'll know next year. We'll know next year. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, uh, the, the premier and the prime minister who was here yesterday making this big announcement as well, the two of them are both in high uh, definition political mode. So on this kind of thing, they're on the same page, right? I mean, that we can talk about a little more about that Mali announcement yesterday, but there's a huge number of unanswered questions about that one. But that didn't keep them from staging a major media event in Maple Ridge yesterday. Vaughn Palmer now from the Vancouver Sun. So Vaughn, I saw this big, big announcement, enough so that the Prime Minister stopped here on his way to APEC to talk about this, uh, but it's an expensive announcement. Yeah, the one number that did not figure in the uh, press conference with the Premier and the Prime Minister yesterday, nor is it really in the press releases, is $2 million per job. I think as a taxpayer, uh, as a person not wedded to either uh, of our parties uh, or any of our parties, uh, the thing you want to do when they announce one of these big deals, like they did yesterday in Maple Ridge, um, putting up, it's a billion dollar deal to build a an lithium ion battery factory. So modern, innovative technology and the company that's doing it has a bit of roots in Maple Ridge. So it's not just happened to be there. So a billion dollars being put up and you're going to get 350 new jobs and secure 100 existing jobs. So $2 million a job. Um, there's a couple of things to say about that, Simi. I mean, first of all, they did not give us a timetable for when this factory opens, although I gather it's 2026 is the target. And the second thing is they, when they do this, they always say we've secured with public money 
uh, private investment as well. So this isn't just public money that's going in there, but, you know, what you don't get is a fair comparison, Simi, to how does this compare to all the other giveaway deals they've done, like the big Volkswagen deal back east, as an example. Oh, and that one was huge. That one was huge at $14 billion. So, you know, I it, the companies out there, Simi, have figured this out, right? This is the era we're in. When they're planning to build some kind of new, trendy, green technology, they bargain. They go to governments and they say, okay, what do you got on the table for us, right? It's been going on in the United States for a long time. It's, it's uh, going on in Europe too. So it's not like, I think we're actually late arrivals to this. But the problem you have, uh, you know, trying to judge this as a member of the public is how does this one compare to some of the other deals? You know, they these are one-off deals and they're dependent on how much the governments want the deal and how much the uh, corporations, international in this case, Taiwanese, are prepared to, to bargain for, the companies know how badly the politicians want this stuff. They use their leverage very, very effectively. What we don't have is a kind of independent assessment from someone who has the public interest as opposed to the political interest and that's where I find it frustrating to cover these things. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, $2 I, I, million dollars a job. Okay, well, how does that compare to Volkswagen? I was thinking uh, back about, what, five years ago. Remember when Amazon did this? Remember yeah. Amazon for their HQ2? I think this was 2017. They started yeah. the process. They essentially asked every city in North America to compete for this in 200 cities. Sure. did, And they wanted tax breaks. They were absolutely blatant in saying, yeah. who's going to give us the best deal and we will build our second headquarters there? Yep. A few years ago, I looked at a couple of the big ones south of the border. So BMW put a, a, a factory in Washington State in Moses Lake to build the panels for their electric vehicle. And by the way, they used cheap Columbia River power that we helped provide. So they did that one. The ultimate one at the time was Tesla building a battery factory. They pitted a half dozen Western state, states against each other. The, the sweepstakes were won by the state of Nevada. They put the factory in Reno, $1.25 billion in incentives, free land, tax holidays. The state built them a highway. And my favorite detail, the state of Nevada guaranteed that if Tesla signed on, they could start construction in 90 days. I mean, it's been pointed out to me that you couldn't get a government in Canada to return your phone call in 90 days, never mind let you start construction. So, <laughs> so you true. know, I don't, dismiss, I don't diminish it. it. It goes on everywhere in the world. Canada has to play this game, I think. But what we need is we need some kind of independent vetting of the deals and some common formula that's applied so we make sure that the companies aren't taking us to the cleaners and we make sure the politicians aren't giving away more than they need to do to land the jobs and the investment. It, it's so hard to dig out that information, though, isn't it, Von? Oh. One, because the, the governments don't want you to know what they're giving oh. away for this. The companies don't want you to know what they're getting for this. Yeah. And it could be years before you can actually yeah. see the results. Yeah, and these are huge, powerful, well-funded companies with boards of directors and teams of lawyers and accountants 
And they're up against, you know, our public service and our public service is capable, you know, they're, they're competent and they're certainly honest in this country, which I think is a good thing. But you do go, uh, let's occasionally, let's have maybe the federal auditor general, maybe the auditor generals across the country could weigh in and say, okay, we're going to look at these deals and we're going to look at all the paperwork and we're going to do comparisons and say, okay, well, this is within the ballpark. This is what you get around the world for this. And some of them, they go, no, come on. This is this is too much. This is too much of a giveaway. The politicians, you're right, Simi, they're never going to tell us that. Yeah. What they're going to do is score the announcement, score the cachet of green and clean and being able to associate themselves with the future. And we're not going to know whether, you know, uh, the this amount of money could have gotten some other job package for British Columbia or Maple Ridge. At a, and more jobs and a better deal. It's almost something that I feel like a, a university researcher needs to tackle. Yeah, it would take yeah, that no, much depth, right? Point. Yeah, university think tanks could help out on this, I think. And again, uh, to do those kinds of comparisons, and I mean, I'm just, you know, the, relying on some of the coverage. Uh, Fortune magazine in the U.S. did a very good analysis of the Tesla deal 10 years ago. And they said, you know, this is the richest deal that anybody's ever landed. My guess is it's been surpassed since then more than once. But yeah, the companies know what they're doing here. Do our politicians care enough about the public interest to make sure they're not giving away more than they need to give away in order to get the deal? Very true. All right. Well, wise words. Thank you for that, Vaughn. Bye-bye, Simi. That is Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. If you want to weigh in, Simi at cknw.com. And that was a huge announcement yesterday. There's lots about it in the news today. 450 jobs in total, 350 of those new, but a lot of money, right? A billion dollars for a lithium-ion battery project out in Maple Ridge. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.